and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Today we're going to talk about nine common running mistakes and how to avoid them. And we know what the mistakes are because we've been doing it for a long time. All right. Posture. Yeah. Posture as... It's so important in life from walking to sitting to standing. It also is a great influence on your running and how you run and how much you're going to enjoy running and reduce pain while you're running. Exactly, because if you have bad posture when you're running, you are enhancing the pain issues you could be developing because you're getting shock absorption with it. Right. I mean, so if you got a bent over posture – you're going to be putting extra stress on the neck and upper back while you're running. Right. And, and what we're, so we're talking about, are you running forward posture, shoulders rounded forward, your head forward, uh, this type of a posture versus more upright. Now, it's true that we promote a slight forward Lean, lean, but yes. with good posture. And it's a slight forward lean, not the rounded posture. And most people that have bad posture when they're running are not aware of it. No, they aren't. It's, um, it's because a lot of it, you know, comes from if you sit a lot and you start developing bad posture where you're just sitting, it carries over into your walking and running. Right. I have a lady in our, our neighborhood, runs a lot. She looks great yep. as far as, you know, for her age and mm-hmm. such. But terrible posture. Oh, I just want to go up to her. I just, you know, some of those. Well, things, maybe you should stop her and politely you know, say. No, there's no polite way to do this. Take I mean, a picture of her and give her the that picture. That would probably help, like video that of That can make a big difference. It does make a big difference. And, and you probably should have somebody take video of you. Exactly. And you'd be very surprised. Look at your posture. Yeah. And the other thing is, with good posture, you're going to breathe better. Your, um, your diaphragm is in a better position. We, you know, my son was a pretty good runner. Oh, he was good. And and their whole team, they worked on this. And one kid alone, he he started running faster times just by working on his posture. Right. Well, you get more oxygen. You get more oxygen in. Carbon dioxide out. The body is going to function much more efficient. Uh, We better go on to number two. Number two. We kicked that uh, posture one to death. Yeah. Uh, Not relax. Yes. Now, this is something I was very, as a young runner, I'm talking back in middle school and early high school, I would, I'd find, I didn't know, but I would. Clench your fist. I'd clench my fist. I'd clench my jaw. And I'd be thinking I'm running really, really fast. And everything was just turning into a tight ball. And then I, I was coached and, you know, make sure you relax, you breathe. I had one coach tell me, if your fingertips are just barely touching your thumb, then your hands are okay. And then relax your jaw. And so that's what I focus on is that my jaw is just kind of joggling around there. You know, not going, but, you know, everything under control. And my fingertips are just touching. My shoulders are relaxed. And you'll be amazed how much more energy you have. Yeah, you're expending energy by squeezing your arms right. or squeezing your hands. It's 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 just very natural. But to, do, you, do you have anything you focus on to stay relaxed? No, but I do, I do realize like sometimes my arms almost start feeling a little bit numb. Yeah. You know, like I, I've been uh, tightening it up a right. little bit too much. Right. What but the think, heck are you thinking about I'm when thinking you're running? I'm thinking about, I don't want to mention Well, okay. Well, I don't well, want to mention this his name. It's a family show. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, and this is probably more important if you're running for a time or possibly in a race, but not so much if you're running down a hill. And I learned this in a cross country coach I had. He said, 
Take advantage of the gravity, yes. let things go, but within control. So there's that happy medium. I, I mean, I've let it go so much where I've sprained my ankle. On, oh, on rough, sure, you're rough going so fast. Yeah, it's like I was overdoing it. But I can't tell you how many uh, events I've been in. I don't know if you call them races, but, you know, fun runs. In my mind, I'm racing. <laughs> right. But downhill, almost invariably, I would pass a number of people I've never been past going down the hill. It's because everyone seems to hold Well, back. they're putting the brakes on. Right, And exactly. when you put the brakes on, you're actually expending energy. Right. And you're losing time. Right. I mean, you're losing speed. Right. So, and it, it, it's just, uh, it's not efficient. I, I find quite often, and we'll talk about this coming up real fast, Brad, but uh, I think a lot of times if you take a little bit of shorter stride going down the hill, because right. a lot of times people are putting that brake on by putting longer strides. Right. And I think a lot of times if you do the shorter stride. And, and then also with that, talking about injuries, you get too right, much impact. Right, right, impact. Bang, 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 Your bang. whole body is taking this absorption and, you know, the joints and the hip and the back and the neck and, and your eyes and everything, you know, right. whole body. So, uh Work on going downhill in a relaxed fashion. Let gravity help. Uh, it's like, and basically, you know, it's easy. Let gravity work. That's you, yeah. You don't, you don't have to think about that. Exactly. But in running, you do. Right. All right. Uh, what's the next one, Bob? Uh, heel strike oh, versus foot forefoot. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a heel striker? Does your heel come in contact with the ground first? And some people are aware of this. If you're a new runner or have no history, uh, this is can be really important. Uh, you hit with your heel and then roll through. Very common. Yes. Um, from the books that, that we actually uh, recommend reading on here, if you really want to get into running, Born to Run uh, and the Pose Method, both of them kind of, they talk about being a four-foot runner. You're going right. to be faster, more efficient. More shock absorption. Right. And, and there's story after story of people, and this is anecdotal a little bit, but they'll mm -hmm. say they, they used to have a lot of knee pain, a lot mm -hmm. of hip pain. Sure. And they went to the four-foot running, and it went away. I well, mean, uh, I changed from a heel striker to a forefoot runner about, so four, about four years ago. And my because my back was spondylolisthesis, running isn't always very fun. But that helped take the impact off and uh, it's improved my running. And for me, it was my hip. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I was having a lot of right hip pain to the point where I actually had to stop for you know a couple of days at a time. Sure. And went to the forefoot, and I haven't had trouble since. Right. Now, you're, doing you're, some other things in addition to that, but, but still. Right. If you're historically a heel strike runner uh, and you want to change your forefoot runner, go ahead. I strongly encourage it, but it will not be easy. It's right. going to take – it took me about – Two years to do it where I don't have to think about it. Sure. And I got my calves would be sore because yeah, you're taking they're, they're taking more shock absorption. Right. right. Yeah. And your quads, but usually they're not so bad. So uh, I definitely. Uh, I would highly recommend it. I, I, you know, maybe it's not for everybody. Right. Maybe there's people that just anatomically are made that they are better heel right. strikers. I'd read the book Born to Run. If you're a recreational runner and you want to become a four-foot runner, it's entertaining. It talks about con control. It's, it's, it's an all-around book. It's not real scientific. So I liked it because of that. It related to my running. I don't sure. run to be scientific. I run to enjoy it. Gotcha. Um, so that, that's a good book to, to read that way. Long-distance runners, it's amazing. They're, they're, something's wrong with They're them. a different animal. Well, they're running 100, 200 miles. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, those are nuts. Anyways, uh, we can go on about that forever. Uh, number What's five, next? too much vertical movement. Oh, 
And this goes along with both books. Yes. Um, they talk about a, uh, a runner that is... Was going across the bridge. Right. And all that. he could see was his head because of the way the bridge was built. And his head was just going like this. Most people, you're getting that up and down. What Brad motion. is indicating, because you might be listening on a podcast, is that the head is remaining level the whole time mm -hmm. if, on a good runner. In a, in a runner that doesn't have really good form... You, you see it bobbing up and down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it looks and, like a bobber in the water. Yeah. It's just, it's not taking shock absorption well then. Right. Either. And a lot of these points overlap and right. relate. Again, keep your body healthy. You were on a run for a long time. You don't want to conk out by the time you're 60. Yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever the case may be. Who so that would be? You'll be, you'll be faster if you're thinking about speed and it's going to, it's going to take less shock on well, your body too much vertical movement often does occur with the heel striker that's you say? true i, I would uh, say yeah so if so. you're learning you know to four foot run you may take care of that vertical movement right that all flows together that all flows together yeah and that flows with the posture thing is too this is everything fits together in life doesn't it bob yes it does running you know everything flows we should write a book on this number six too long of a stride. Now, this is this is such a common misconception, Brad. Yeah. I, I, I remember being at cross-country races, and I hear parents talking about, well, oh, he's a really good runner because he has a really long stride. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, he's got really good cadence that he's – I mean, that, that's moved to the next one, right, number seven? Right, so six and seven are very closely related, but I wanted to use the number nine just because I never used it on a title before. Sure, sure. Usually I use seven. You know right, how, I, uh, how I feel about seven. All right, nine's a new seven. Right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, if your cadence are, I always thought, stretch out, you're right, going to have right. be faster. You're covering more ground. Right, and it's just, it's, it's the opposite. And those two books talk about that in detail. So you want to shorten your stride, but you want to increase the cadence, the, the, the cycling of the, the, the foot heel. Right. Where the foot hits the ground, and this I, I was threw me off completely, but after I started running, it made a lot of sense because it felt better, is your foot should not land in front of your hips right. or your center of gravity, it should run right vertical behind, to it. Yes. Uh, and that gives you that feeling, actually, kind of like you're falling forward. And if you have that feeling, you're doing it right. And that your cadence is a little faster. But you're the overall faster, and everything becomes smoother, and then the head is going, the vertical movement levels out. Well, it's funny. A good friend of mine, uh, how he discovered this, he said he was running behind this this elder lady who was really quite good shape. He was in a race, you know, against this woman. She was, was in a race too. They, they both were, yeah. Wow. And he's a he's a pretty good runner. He ran like an eighteen minute five k when he was 40 some years oh, old i mean he, wow. was, he was a good runner and he sees behind this lady and she's pulling away from him no oh. and like i can't understand why is she doing that and i i saw she was taking shorter strides but she was going faster he didn't trip her did he no 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 oh, he did good. but so he gets behind and he starts taking shorter strides yeah. too and he finds out hey i'm keeping up mm. with her so how old is she I don't know how old she was, but she just said older that, than him. I I think maybe so, but she, it was a good time. Yeah, for, right. She so, was cooking. Yeah. So uh, number eight, Brad. Oh, uh, training intervals. How yeah. do you train? You know, I I remember when I first started running longer distance. You know, five Ks and ten Ks as an adult, and I did it for fun and for whatever. I thought. I should run as much as possible. Yes. If I want to get faster, I should run every day. But I never did because I didn't have time. And then I found out if I ran too much, I'm kind of getting overtired and fatigued. And then yeah. I realized, well, 
it's not how much you run or how far you run. It's you want to mix it up. Yes. Uh, you may want to run six miles one day, two miles the next. You may want to throw some speed work in there if you're doing and that kind of training. And some strength work in there. Right. It's right. really uh, quite – you know, my son, again, when he ran in college, they absolutely had one day off a week yeah. where they did something else, maybe biked, yeah. maybe maybe lifted. Sure. Maybe, but they always had the day off um, because it, it's a lot easier – you need recovery time is a big part of your training. Oh, right. Without Precisely. a doubt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and if you're just starting running and you're watching this, I would say three days a week is a great way to start, you know, sure. maybe one Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, but for sure, you know, at five days a week would be the most if you're starting. By the way, I'm thinking of another one you should have added here, Brad. Oh, and you a bonus. Well, I think you should have added sleep. I think sleep is really underrated. Ever since you read that book, Bob, I know. everything is about sleep, sleep. now. I know. <laughs> it, is, it, it is important. LeBron James sleeps like 10 to 12 hours after a basketball yeah, game. Yeah, well, that's probably probably partied after the game. No, for no, he doesn't. Hours. That's the whole thing. He doesn't. So <laughs> I hope if he hears it, he doesn't get insulted. Yeah, by right. that, he, I'm sure he's watching the channel. So. <laughs> And what's we the, might be. What's number nine, Brad? Oh, vary the distances. We talked about that. And the venue, you know, sure. change it up a little bit. Yeah. Although I'm kind of guilty. I have my pattern. I am too. I, and I love my route. But I, I did a couple other routes recently because I wasn't at home. And it was like, oh, this is kind of fun. New stuff to look at. You well, know? I found, I just went the other day. I went up my neighborhood out the other way. And that's uphill right away. Yeah. That just killed me. <laughs> Like I, you know, just because I changed one little thing, right? And right. Uh, I was dying. Well, uh, that is a good point. If you right. change your your uh, your altitude Elevations. and elevation, yeah. uh, you know, or if you run on a trail versus on concrete, all that stuff is good. I'll for just the body. say as much as possible, running right. nature. Right. Yeah. You know, well, mean, that just, that's why I run my route because it goes out into the rural uh, area wilderness. versus going into town because right. I live kind of on the border there. Right. And, uh, and they, then you get that mental aspect to it that, you know, I mean, yeah. it's Bob, I got to, I got to, I got to say this, Bob, these people, if they're still watching, they've just wasted 15 minutes of their <laughs> life. <laughs> babbling about running. They, now that this is a podcast, you could have it on while you're running. Oh, that's and, a good point. Yeah. So it's not wasted. It's time. like you're getting two birds with one stone. They're pro they'll <laughs> throw the podcast, throw yeah. it. Yeah. Head things right off into the woods. All right. Well, have All a good right. time running. Thanks. Run, run long. <laughs> <laughs>